Hello again, and welcome to the podcast, Oh Those Toes, episode 11. With you as always, I'm Top Toes. And I'm Any. And welcome to our Christmas Spectacular. <laughs> apologize, apologize, apologize. Nah, I apologize to anyone who doesn't celebrate Christmas that we're calling it our Christmas. Well, we might not call it our Christmas Spectacular. We usually don't pick the names of the episodes till after they finish get recording. Well, I mean... I don't mind Christmas. I don't. <laughs> I, I don't, don't mind Christmas either. But um, you know, there's plenty of. I, I hate the the war on Christmas attitude. Uh, you know, Happy Holidays is great because uh, Hanukkah just finished. I've got a lot of friends to celebrate Hanukkah. I enjoy a good ladka, sour cream, not uh, not applesauce. If you happen to partake, um, there is uh, Aid and apologies to the Muslims for probably butchering that word but yeah in my house we're we're christmas out of tradition um you so i i really have an issue with the whole anti-christmas movement even though i uh, you know i'm an agnostic i technically don't you know like we don't go to church and we don't do any of that stuff we don't follow any one particular religion um if i absolutely had to put myself in a category it would probably be buddhist that would be the closest to what i practice but but then we're gonna call you out on your bug crushing (laughs) well i said if i had to (laughs) okay you wouldn't be a good buddhist um you know uh but that's what i sort of fall in line with the most um i I I am really anti the whole like so i don't celebrate you know, baby Jesus, the birth of baby Jesus, but I welcome a Merry Christmas. Like I, what's the harm in that? You wish somebody a Merry anything. Yeah, I know. Somebody, somebody, uh, somebody wishes me a happy Hanukkah and I don't celebrate that. Somebody wishes me, uh, you know, a a festive Yule. Uh, that's, that's great. You know what? And I'll, I'll wish you a happy holiday. Sometimes I'll say Merry Christmas. If I know what you celebrate, if I don't, happy holidays seems to work. Yeah. I think, um, you know, I'm of the same background you are. Uh, you know, we grew up with sort of, sort of a Christian, probably both uh, Reformed Catholics at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, again, a little bit of a Buddhist bent in my household as well. And um, but we celebrate the the secular non-denominational lights and trees and gifts winter holiday. Um, you know, Christmas Hell, it's all traditions borrowed from the the pagans anyway. If you if I mean, you boiled down Christmas to Christianity, it would be a really boring holiday. I mean, shit, really. If you really like want to get down, you know, to the nitty gritty, I fucking practically celebrate Halloween on Christmas. Is what I do <laughs> with all of my Nightmare Before Christmas shit. <laughs> so uh, I think you saw my first set of Christmas socks. Socks of the day was actually Nightmare Before. Um. Yeah, and if right. you didn't see them, I'll I'll have to send you the link. But you know the highlights on my page, uh, and I have one more uh, before the holiday is over. One more set of Nightmare Before Christmas socks to rock. Uh, some people do Christmas ties all October. Uh, October, yeah, <laughs> all December. I do Christmas or holiday or winter socks all December. I can I can rock that, well, as you well know. You, you really can. <laughs> you have enough to get you through the entire fucking winter. <laughs> I, I do. And that's the first thing we've said that was foot related this entire episode so far. <laughs> Fantastic. 
Well, um, it's our it's our holiday special. It's you know it is, and it's you know my house has a Christmas tree in it. Um, so um, real or artificial? Artificial, artificial. Um, you know allergies. I don't want to wake up every morning with a with a plant that makes me sneeze. I know that makes me sound like the weird kid in the back of the room who drinks the white milk. It's not that bad. <laughs> I'm not. My allergies are not that debilitating. I also have a dog, and I think my dog would wreck. A, you you haven't seen him destroy toys. He would wreck a Christmas tree, uh, a real one, I think. I or piss on it. He pisses on everything. <laughs> He's not neutered. You really should get him neutered. <laughs> I said piss. He is neutered. We didn't chop it. I... <laughs> neutered. You of all people should understand. A neutered animal still has to urinate. Yeah, but usually it's markings when they're spraying on the trees. It's because they're marking. They're not necessarily peeing on it. No, no, he's just a dickhead. Oh, because you take him out for walks in the in outside in the trees, and so he knows grass and trees is where you pee. Okay, I got it now. Grass trees. He tried to pee in someone's tailpipe once. Oh my god! <laughs> I'm like, what are you doing? What the? Wait, how did you? And, and so, he's a short dog, French bulldog. He's he's a runt. Well, not really. He, not not in the dog sense. But you know, he's really low to the ground. He kicks up his leg, and I'm like, he is at freaking dick level <laughs> with this. No, and I, I jerk the jerk the leash. I'm not gonna have him piss in somebody's tailpipe unless I don't like the guy. I'm telling you, he's marking. He's not pissing. He's marking. He's marking at like six liters. <laughs> well, I have. Perhaps he has an enlarged prostate. I don't you know. <laughs> well, you he's, know. He's fixed. He's just a jerk. French. I, I love the dog. He's a great dog. But you know, no, he loves to piss on everything. Frenchies are, you know, special. Like Frenchies are special breeds. They always have. They're just fucking weird. And that's the truth. They're just little weird dogs. I, I mean, I have three cats and I have the puppy. Um, yep. So my issue is the cats jump inside the tree. Um, yes. I've, I've, I've got it now to where they're scared of it enough that they don't. Like I've, you know, sprayed them no, enough. But and there's no ornaments at, up to the five foot level off the ground. <laughs> Well, no, it's full of ornaments and I always have a natural tree. I, you know, and I, there's this whole fucking tree hugger movement to about cutting down Christmas trees and shit. But, you know, I, I fucking want a real Christmas tree and whether I buy it from fucking Home Depot or Lowe's or I go and chop it down myself, like I don't fucking care. I want a natural Christmas tree in my house at Christmas and I have it. So I'm probably going to piss off a bunch of people right now, but more. No, I think more power to you. You got to keep some traditions. I mean, you know, the artificial, a good artificial tree costs you now. Christ, it pays for itself after two years. I, I drove by a tree lot the other day. I'm like, is that what Christmas trees really cost? Well, see, seriously. So I feel like it's the opposite. Like, so I was looking at buying a really big artificial one for when I, because I have multiple trees throughout the house um and in fact my front yard like i collect artificial christmas trees to put them in my front yard as part of my my decoration and i think i have close to 10 like like eight or nine or so um but so i wanted a really big one to keep in the house and i thought you know we keep spending all of this money every year on 
you know, the natural Christmas trees, let's just buy a really nice one and we'll bring it out every year. But the, the really nice ones, the ones that I would want, they're like four or $500. And I'm like, I pay 60, 70 bucks for my tree every year. So this means that in order for it to pay for itself, I have to have it like seven to 10 years. And who the fuck's going to have an artificial tree for fucking 10 years? Like, I don't think. I don't, I don't know where you're looking at these artificial trees. I've, I don't think mine cost me more than a buck and a quarter. And it's perfectly fine. Well, how, no, well, how long ago did you buy yours? Because there's not. It doesn't matter how long ago. Sure. You there's... have to buy it on December 28th. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. I got you. <laughs> but uh, all right. about trees. Um, and, um, you know, this is no longer a foot fetish podcast. It's a fucking tree podcast. It's... Right, right. So, uh, welcome to Oh Those Trees. No, we're not, we're not going there. No, but Oh I Those think, Trees. I think, uh, I think Holiday Traditions does, Holiday Traditions does go well. Um, I know one of the ones that you brought up to me, I don't know who, yeah, let's lead off there. Um, the insane holiday tr- tradition of the office Christmas party. Um, what's really funny is my employer decided this week to double check that we had all done our uh, biannual mandated sexual harassment training. And I thought to myself, yeah, this is now this is COVID year. So we don't have any office parties, <laughs> but this would be right at the time. <laughs> When we're about to have the office parties, and it's hysterical that you go through and you do your HR mandated <laughs> like sexual harassment training the day before, and then in one <laughs> night you break every rule and possibly commit seven felonies. It's true. <laughs> it's so true. The office Christmas party is a wonderfully horrid tradition of pain and debauchery. And then somehow facing your coworkers two days later, but you realize they're as drunk as you are, you were, and uh, probably don't remember much of what you feel embarrassed for. And then, Thanks. and then all the people like the prudes that don't partake, they go home early, so they like have dinner and they leave. So I feel yeah. like anyone that's left behind, like anyone that's still hanging around at midnight, you know, they're trouble. Like <laughs> they are, and. <laughs> Somehow there's a free pass on all those things that HR would hang out to drive for. Jesus. I this is why I like working in a small office. So there are uh ten of us total, only two men. And God, women are It's the opposite of a sausage party. <laughs> Well, we're worse than a men. Clam buffet? Oh man, I gotta get so much shit oh, for that one. Oh God, did you really just? <laughs> Good God. Um, God, no, God, we are worse than than the men. I think. I mean, sir, like, I the my hospital manager. I she like bent over. This is just today. Like she bent over, over her desk of her little cubicle. And, um, she's lost a lot of weight recently and her butt's looking real cute. So I went over and I just kind of cupped it underneath and I was like, man, it's looking cute. And I pinched. And then one of the other girls came over and was like, what are you guys doing? And I was like, Oh, feel, feel, we're just feeling. So we're like feeling on each other's ass and we, 
literally sexually harass each other on a on a daily basis. Like it just so our office parties are small and and intimate and way apparently. <laughs> I mean, it it limits the amount of like, like there's no hookups, you know, because we're all pretty much most of us are married or, you know, in a relationship, but we get really inappropriate really fast. (laughs) (laughs) I don't have any stories at this particular uh, place. I've been there for about six years. I don't have any very inappropriate stories to tell. Um, but I have had some, I feel like the corporate offices, the ones that send you to the fucking HR, you know, the mandatory sexual harassment mm. courses, those yeah, are think, the worst. I think the, um, and I think that's it. I, I believe there's a scientific coalition that the correlation that the longer your company's, uh, HR sexual harassment policy is. The more debaucherous your Christmas party will be. I think it's a scientific fact. So what's your story? <laughs> what's the worst thing you've done? What's the most regrettable? The worst thing? I... The most regrettable thing that you've taken a part of, witnessed, or experienced? Oh, well, witnessed. I was at, um, now it wasn't my office. Uh, it was a fairly large law firm's Christmas party, couple hundred people. Uh, you know, this is a thirty thousand dollar bar tab party, and um, very, very exclusive. Uh, took me quite a few years before I had an invite to that party, and uh, I was lucky enough to be at the last one ever. <laughs> <laughs> And witness the reason it was the last one. Really? I'm intrigued. Um, Do tell. You're familiar with the kind of lawn sprinkler that goes uh, in the semicircle and then flings back, right? Uh, Like, you know, the kind that goes tick, 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 All right. Now make that five, eight blonde and reverse drinking. And standing on a chair. Wow. Yes, yes. Some party crasher or guest of a guest uh, took it upon herself to have a few thousand of the 20,000 of the bar. (gasps) And um, yes, watered an entire room of the party. Wow. Another guy I do know uh, who was invited to the party uh, showed up in like I don't know if you call it a fur coat. Imagine a fur hoodie. That's what this outfit looked like. Like the Grinch? No, no. Like, I don't know. More, um, more Macklemore than that. You know? Like, he really thought this was the hottest thing. Fur coat hoodie thing. Literally with a prostitute on each arm. No. Brought two hookers to a party. Was the fucking coat like purple and shit? We wore a hat with a feather in it. Like, <laughs> no, I think he wore it with like you know probably a six hundred dollar pair of jeans and a pair of sneakers that he'd taken out of the box just oh, then, so they just felt real white. That kind of look. Wow. Okay. 
Same party. Yeah, I, I wish that party kept going on because I've heard stories of the debauchery of it before I attended. Um, and yeah, I attended on the, the one that, that ended it all. I, um, years and years ago, I managed a call center. It was like, um, a hundred employees, uh, 50 at any given time. And, uh, management was maybe four or five people. And so the management was pretty tight. Like we were, you know, kind of at the small office kind of feel. And, um, we had the Christmas party in sort of like a, I don't know. It's like a, like an empty room. I don't know. It's like a, like a small ballroom kind of, you know, like we just kind of had events there and kind of storage sometimes. And, um, so we cleared out. This is starting. Are you telling me about the Christmas party or the intro to <laughs> like, um, Nightmare on Elm Street? Cause this is starting to sound horrible. <laughs> We're in a dingy empty room that's sometimes storage. And there he was in a green and red striped sweater. We called him Freddy. Well, Sometimes he swept the was, floors. It was green and red striped, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so we're all in this sort of small room, still in the building. You know, offices are sort of supposed to be closed. And we needed, you know, back then we had um, cameras that needed batteries. And so went into our office, the main office, to get batteries. And opposite my desk, I find my assistant manager nailing his uh, girlfriend. I don't know. It was his date. Um, and he's, <laughs> she's on her back on the desk. There's a huge puddle on the desk. <laughs> he's like ramming her. He's like on top ramming her. There's another woman. I don't know who it is. It, it may have been an employee or her friend. I don't know. But she's, this is really hard to describe. Um, she's, so she's on the desk. Her, the girlfriend's on the desk. You've got about 40 minutes to get your story <laughs> skills off. Because in the second half of this show, you're going to have to. All right. Okay. The girlfriend's on the desk, head hanging off the desk. He's like ramming her. He's like standing slash leg up. Like, I don't know. Weird. The other one is behind him, hand underneath, cupping his balls. Or I don't know. I didn't ask where she was putting her hands, quite honestly. But I walked in and went. (gasps) (laughs) He looks up. Gives me the biggest smile, like, you know, just biggest all teeth showing smile, winks, the tackiest fucking wink ever, and continues to pump. And I walk away. (laughs) Same guy who'd been asking me out for years. I mean, (laughs) well, based on the puzzle on the desk, you shouldn't accept it. Oh, God, that man was dirty, dirty, dirty. And he brings an assistant <laughs> to make sure the bo- the balls are being... Uh... I don't know what but the fuck was going no, on. There's no feet in this story. No, no. No, there's so, no feet. Yeah, it does seem like Christmas parties are the, the times when I accidentally confess my foot fetish to uh, co-workers. 
That's definitely happened a few times. You get good and drunk, you know. It's always the one who, like, doesn't smoke but smokes. Oh, that's me. So you'll step out of the you'll step out of the party to have a cigarette, and the cute girl you work with down the hall follows you. I was like, "Hey, can I get a smoke?" And I'm like, "Since when do you smoke?" Oh, only when only I when I drink. That's me. All, <laughs> the cute ones always only smoke when they drink. But you know me, I'm gonna sure. Here's a cigarette, whatever, you know. And that that party mode that probably you know circa a few years on either side of 25, especially. The Christmas party, they've got the heels that they can't wear to right. the office. That they really can't wear to the Christmas party. They, <laughs> you know, we're we're sort of corporate attire, so Christmas party turns into your hooker pumps, your tightest jeans, and some sort of top. Uh, for the guys, it's usually like I plan wearing a shirt that I can take the tie off and look just fine. <laughs> well, I I feel like sometimes I go home and put on jeans and but whatever. Well, nylons. Uh, so yeah, inevitably. Nylons. That's when you wear nylons. Like you wear the fishnets and shit. It's holiday, you know, parties. Because you can't wear fishnets to work on a, you know, on a regular regular day. day. Yeah. No, especially not in our environment. But yeah, so always, and I'm I'm drunk enough and I'm already in the, you know, we're just chatting over a bum cigarette kind of thing. And invariably there's just like the, you know, the, the pumps come off and I'm a little too done to not be staring <laughs> and it comes up You're like drooling and i think you know and by by new year's it's it's long it seems like by new year's it's long since forgotten or nobody really it doesn't shock anyone as much as i would think and they just don't even think about it there maybe they've always known they just don't I talk know, about it know, i think you asked me the other day if, if there was the always known factor on now, this isn't Christmas story specific. It isn't Christmas attire specific. But um, so I'm at work. One of my regular coworkers, female, a little younger than me, fairly attractive. Um, and I compliment her outfit. Um, actually, you know, it's it's the, the it's the COVID season instead of the holiday season. And I make a compliment to her that uh, how she matched her mask to her outfit. And um there's actually three points of match. The mask, the blouse, and her pantyhose all carry the same symmetrical, what we call a Swiss dot print. You know, smaller than polka dot. Oh, okay. Right? And so I don't even say anything about the nylons, but I said, I think I said, you know, oh, you got the three-way, you got the three-way match going on there. And she's like, oh, yeah. She's like, oh, but I'm so pissed. And the next thing I know, She's pulled off her shoe. She's doing that. And you got to be, you got that super balance because she's still in one heel. The super balance where she's got her other foot now in her hand, sole up. Um, to the wait, the front or the back? She's pulled up the foot in the front or she's pulled it from the back like she's looking back? Um, you know, I think I, I should like remember the, every detail of this vividly. I think she's got it sort of crossed in front of her, sole up. Okay. And showing me where she snagged the heel of her pantyhose and tore a little hole in it before she left the house. But I'm just trying not to turn six shades of red as this <laughs> fairly attractive woman with really attractive size five, five and a half feet. Ooh, tiny. Now, what? I said, ooh, tiny. 
now at uh, compared to you, yeah. um, <laughs> now at eye level, because I don't think I've even stood up out of my chair when this conversation's happening. So her foot's almost at eye level with me, and like, you know, you normally in a situation like that, you'll try to make eye contact, but the focus of the conversation is make eye contact with my foot. I can't, <sighs> Turning away from her foot is actually rude in that situation. Yeah, because she's going to think that, you know, it, it smells bad or you're repulsed by it or something. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So um, at that point, do you, what do you do? Do you stay seated because you're, you know, dick is hard? Or do, you, <laughs> do you confess you have a foot fetish? <laughs> do you compliment her some I more? I did stay seated. <laughs> I did stay seated. I think shock over arousal i managed i would have been able to stand up if i needed to uh and i just try to you know, move the conversation along um but i'm taking it all in and I'm like okay um this uh, this this woman i've actually seen she definitely is one that she is one of those inadvertent foot tease women like if she's standing talking to somebody like especially if, if i'm seeing her from like across the office and you know where i'm perpendicular to her and the person she's talking to that's mm-hmm. always the view within a minute and a half of the conversation one of her feet is out of its shoe you know like toes mm-hmm. touching the back of the heel or even higher she's just naturally like that that's just the way she functions you see know, one of those people anyone who- that wears nylons anyone that wears heels and plays with their feet like that they just they they have they just don't, they have a foot fetish. They just don't know it yet. Or, or maybe mm. they do. I mean, she could have a page and you don't know about it. That would be fun. <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> but before I realized what, what I had, you know, what it was, that was me. That was exactly me. You were one of those people that the shoes didn't stay on. It was just the absent-minded thing you did while you were doing anything else. Yeah, and she's like that. But this particular time, it was just like whipped it out and going to be the subject of the conversation. (laughs) I just whipped it out and showed it to you. (laughs) Exactly, and that's 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 one of the things about you know foot fetish. It's like the the equivalent. Okay, you do get the inadvertent during breastfeeding, and I'm not going to, you know, try to sexualize breastfeeding whatsoever. I think it's perfectly fine for somebody to breastfeed in public. But, you know, that's the closest you get to somebody just whipping out their tit and showing it to you. And some guy whips out their dick and shows it to you. He goes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but she sexually assaults me. You know, or, um, she's sexually sexual harassing assault. you. Be, <laughs> sort of. Uh, it would be... Uh, wow. Uh, public indecency, <laughs> which of course taking your foot out of your shoe is not public indecency under the law anywhere in this planet. But for us, it's the equivalent, and I was like, "It is." I don't know, maybe we're lucky. I mean, yeah. So that's why there are so many creepers out there. You know, the guys that take creep shots. It's the equivalent of a girl, yeah. you know, showing her ass, or you know. Flashing you, the I can't believe you've you've asked me to to take shots at work <laughs> because we because we have these conversations. Because I'll go outside, I'll go down the street to get a cup of coffee and call you on the way. I'm like, you can't believe what just happened. You're like, yeah, but let me take see. Pictures but it's, I'm like, but it's not. <laughs> like I can't 
not in this office environment. Not in this. Yeah, I definitely can't take pictures like I mean, that. But you're not. You're not being creep in the sense like you're taking it and you're gonna repost it somewhere or you're gonna save it for later and masturbate to it later. It's strictly for me. Like I'm trying to see what you're seeing. <laughs> you're gonna repost it. No, I just want to see later. what you're seeing. You know what I mean? Like we're having a conversation, and I want to know what I want to see what you're seeing. Yeah, I know. Oh. I, and that's the, I think the world doesn't quite understand our super casual foot fetish. Thing. It's like <laughs> people ask me, like, what, when I run my page, like, you know, you're posting 30 things today. Aren't you like nonstop hard? I'm like, and then, you know, when I go, no, they're like, oh, are you completely desensitized? I'm like, no, I still like this. <laughs> but, you know, it's like maybe there's a compartmentalization when I'm, you know, sorting through pictures to post on Instagram. I'm not, I, looking at them with an artistic eye and an appreciation for the subject matter, but I'm not like a drooling, quivering weirdo. Well, maybe that's the way that I feel about um, like exotic dancers, strippers and all of that is that, you know, I can see them dance and admire it and tip them and even think, God damn, she's sexy. And, you know, even caress their ass, but it doesn't mean that I'm, yeah, but you do that to your boss. So <laughs> well, see, exactly. It doesn't mean that I'm masturbating to my boss's ass or, you know, that I'm wet as I'm doing it. I, you know, we can admire beauty and not get hard necessarily. <laughs> so, yeah. But so, but that's also the beauty of your page, I imagine, is that as you're, you know, posting 30 different women a day, occasionally you'll have that one that one picture that one pose that's just perfect that just hits the spot i mean i i imagine that's what's got to be going right just like the people who follow my page they don't like absolutely everything right they might like it they'll hit that like button but they'll you know the one day out of the blue there'll be that one picture where it's like boing so (laughs) but yeah you know, we can admire and not get hard sometimes. <laughs> I think we can. I think we can. And that, that probably is what saves us from all the sexual harassment suits and uh, getting thrown out of the Christmas parties. Um, but let's take a quick break and uh, we'll be back in just a moment. Oh, welcome back. Um so backing off out of the parties and back towards Christmas traditions, uh, one, of, one of my Christmas traditions has always been uh, the reading of a good Christmas story and the singing of a good Christmas movie. Um, and we've talked about it. I think one of the things we talked about before we even had this podcast was, at least for me, was reading stories online. And I, what better time to do this than uh, right here, right now, right? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, what a, we got to keep up with traditions, right? So <laughs> absolutely. So, I um we 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 definitely do the Christmas movies. Um, and I have kids, so we 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 do some reading for sure. Oops. Oh, you there? Yeah. Okay. It sounds like you unplugged the mic for half a second, but all right. Yeah. Um, I've always, um, especially once, I think I, no, I used to do it even before. Once I had uh, nieces and nephews, I did it for them. 
Um, but I've always loved to read um, the night before it was the night before Christmas. Actually, the story is called uh, a visit from St. Nicholas. Um, always been a favorite. So uh, I've prepared a special edition of this story for us tonight, today, <laughs> whenever you're listening. Maybe you should uh, listen again on Christmas Eve because it just sounds better that day. But if you can't, you know, listen to your car, listen wherever. Um, and I know you have a, a special story. I did. I do. Um, I mean, okay. So we originally talked about like maybe reading some erotica because I know that a lot of your fans um, have requested that of you. Um, but I couldn't really find any good Christmas erotica. Um, I, I, I guess and even if, if we did, how do I pay royalties to dot wanker 62 at Hotbell? <laughs> we would just plug them. We just plug them and say that you're reading their stories. <laughs> so we, we almost ended up with a couple stories from Literotica, but we decided now it's much more fun, much more us to modify our favorites. So mm-hmm. I told you which one I took my own spin on. What did you bring us tonight? Um, the Grinch Who Stole Christmas. Oh, now, I love that. I love the book. More importantly, I love the, the 1966 movie. Boris Karloff as the Grinch. The great Thurl Ravenscroft. And I say that and people are like, Thurl Ravenscroft? Who the, the great <laughs> Thurl Ravenscroft voiced Tony the Tiger and was the singer of the famous Grinch song. And I love that song. I think because Thurl Ravenscroft is a baritone bass, as mm-hmm. I am. And I just, I, you know, I love that even today, I can, well, especially today now, I can really sing along with Thurl Ravenscroft and do a little, you're a mean <laughs> one, Mr. Grinch. <laughs> Maybe we should really have just... You're as cuddly as a cactus. You're as charming as an eel, Mr. Grinch. You're a bad banana with a greasy black peel. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh my Once God, you told so me good. you were going to read that, I, I had to. That's me clapping. Oh, that's so good. I'm pleasantly surprised. <laughs> Once I love you said it. That you were gonna do a version <laughs> of the Grinch. Excuse I me. said, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna serenade you with a line." Oh, I love it! That was fantastic. We're gonna have to maybe switch some words around so that you can sing well, a parody of your it. version. Maybe we'll come back and I will sing the uh, <laughs> my best imitation of Thurl's Ravenscroft doing. Any's version of the Grinch, <laughs> which is called, and um, we're going to call this the Prude Who Stole Christmas. The Prude Who Stole Christmas. Mm-hmm. So, anything to tell us about this story, or does, <sighs> does the word speak for itself? You know, um, it, once I got started, it was pretty easy. I will admit that I'm nervous because I am not a writer at all. Um, I, but you know, I got some clever lines, so I'm a little, I'm excited to to read it. I'm excited to hear it. <laughs> okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go. I'm gonna just go for it. <clears throat> Do it. 
All right. Um, the prude who stole Christmas. Every man down in Footville liked feet a lot, but the prude who lived just north of Footville did not. The prude hated feet, the whole foot fetish. Now, please don't ask why. No one knows why he didn't relish. It could be his head wasn't screwed on just right. It could be perhaps that his shoes were too tight. But I think that the most likely reason of all may have been that his dick was two sizes too small. Whatever the reason, his dick or his shoes, he stood there on Christmas Eve hating the toes. Staring down from his cave with an uptight frown at the foot worship session below in their town. For he knew every man down in Footville beneath was busy now hanging mistletoe wreath. And they're hanging their nylons, he snarled with a sneer. Tomorrow is Christmas, it's practically here. Then he growled with his vanilla fingers, nervously drumming. I must find some way to keep them from coming. For tomorrow he knew all Ennie's footboys would wake bright and early. They'd rush for sex toys. And then, oh, the noise, oh, the noise, 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 noise. That's one thing he hated, the moaning and groans. Then the men, young and old, would sit down to feast. They'd lick and devour and suck on those feet. They'd make out with toes, all ten, what a feast. Which was something the prude couldn't stand in the least. And then they do something he liked least of all. Every man down in Footville, the tall and the small, stand close together with painful blue balls. They'd stand cock in hand and the men would start begging. They'd beg and they'd beg for the stinky foot smelling. And the more the prude thought of these men having pleasure, the more the prude thought, I must take drastic measure. Why, for 53 years, I've put up with it now. I must stop them from coming this Christmas. But how? Then he got an idea, an awful idea. The prude got a wonderfully awful idea. I know just what to do, the prude laughed in his throat. And he made a quick latex outfit to wear. And he chuckled and clucked. What a great prudy trick. With this chain and this whip, I look just like those pricks. All I need is a fake dom, the prude looked around. But since real doms are scarce, there was none to be found. Did that stop the old prude? No, he simply said. If I can't find the dom, I'll make a fake instead. So he grabbed an old doll, then he took some black thread, and he tied a big collar and gagged his own head. Then he loaded some bags and some old empty sacks on a ramshackle sleigh, and he hitched up his doll. Then the prude said, giddy up, and the sleigh started down toward the homes where the men lay a snooze in their town. All their windows were dark, quiet snow filled the air. All the men were all dreaming what dreams without care. When he came to the first little house on the square, this is stop number one, the old fake sub hissed. 
He climbed to the roof, empty bags in his fist. Then he slid down the chimney to steal all their fun. He wanted it to stop. It bothered him tons. He got stuck only once for a moment or two. Then he stuck his head out of the fireplace flue, where sexy stockings all hung in a row. These nylons, he grinned, are the first thing to go. Then he slithered and slunk with a smile like a pro around the whole room and took every single dildo. Took cock rings, massagers, and anal wands, pocket pussies, butt plugs, and all the master balls. And he stuffed them in bags. Then the prude very nimbly stuffed all the bags one by one up the chimney. Then he stuck into laptops and deleted the porn. He took the videos, magazines, customs, and more. He cleaned out that laptop with quickness and speed. Why, that prude even took all of their weed. Then he stuffed all the shit up the chimney with glee. And now, grinned the prude, I will not let them be. And the prude grabbed the stuff and he started to shove. When he heard a sweet voice sound like the coo of a dove. He turned around fast and he saw a sweet booty. It turned out to be the Latina cutie. The prude had been caught by the lovely Miss Annie, wearing no socks at all, with toes unlike any. She stared at the prude and said, oh, honey, why? But you know that old prude was so smart and so slick. He thought up a lie and he thought it up quick. Why, my sweet queen, said the, f- the fake subby said. These toys are all dirty. You deserve new ones instead. So I'm taking them down out to throw them away. I'll buy more from your list later today. And he thought this fib fooled the queen who was sweet, but she wasn't a fool. He was in for a treat. She let him go to the dungeon, the old liar. On their walls, he left, he left nothing but hooks and some wire. She allowed him to take everything in the house as she plotted the best way to squish the sick louse. It was a quarter past dawn, all the men still abed, all the men still a snooze when he packed up his sled, packed it up with their plugs, the handcuffs and socks, the whips and the paddles, the lube for their cocks. 3,000 feet up the, up the side of Mount Bucket, he rode with his load to tip top to the tip top and dump it. Poo poo, poo poo the subs. He was viciously humming. They're finding out now that no one will be coming. They're just waking up. I know just what they'll do. Their balls will be blue in a minute or two. Then the men down in Footville will all cry boo hoo. That's a sound, grinned the prude, that I simply must hear. So he paused, and the prude put his hand to his ear, and he did hear a sound rising over the snow. It started in low, then started to grow, but the sound wasn't sad. Why, this sounded scary. It couldn't be so, but it was very merry. He started down, uh, he stared down at Footville. The prude popped his eyes. Then he shook. What he saw was a shocking surprise. Every man down in Footville, the tall and the small, was coming and coming without any toys at all. He hadn't stopped all the Footboys from coming. They came. 
somehow or another, they came just the same. And the prude with his feet ice cold in the snow stood puzzling and puzzling. How could it be so? They came without lube. They came without saddles. They came without whips, chains, or paddles. And he puzzled three hours till his puzzler was sore. Then the prude thought of something he hadn't before. Maybe foot worship, he thought, isn't bad at all. Maybe foot worship, perhaps, will help my dick stand tall. And what happened then? Well, in Footville, they say, that the prude's small dick grew three sizes that day. And the minute his balls didn't feel quite so tight, he whizzed with his load through the bright morning light. And he brought back the toys and the socks for the feast. And he himself, the prude, begged to worship her feet. He couldn't believe what she knew all along. He'd be hooked on her feet, the desire too strong. Once he saw the soft, wide, wrinkly soles, he'd be down on his knees, bringing back what he stole. The prude's bride aside, knowing he was wrong, would forever be changed, the vanilla all gone. <laughs> Merry Christmas, prudes. <laughs> I love it. I love it. It's actually only a week or so, two weeks ago, I, I picked up a copy of that book. And there's a line that you don't change at all. Um, that fits right he whizzed, in. <laughs> he whizzed with his load. Like, I totally had like a, you know, eight year old boys giggle when I read that. Like, seriously, that's the line in the book. I tried uh, to keep as many of the lines as I could. I think this will be a classic tale for years to come. I think we'll publish this later. Oh, gosh. Uh, yeah, we don't have a platform where we can put stories unfortunately <laughs> Twitter maybe definitely I'll... doesn't work Instagram doesn't work we have to find somewhere to stick them um yeah maybe we'll just oh they now... could wait. they can be published on our fet life you can put whole long stories there oh cool fact, I think... yeah so all right listeners um we will have these stories for you to read to your um not children um, <laughs> your littles you, you know if you're into the yes, whole thing read the christmas stories to read to your littles um by any and um another one by top toes a little later <laughs> well i was nervous to read that but you know I, i'm pretty proud of it i like it <laughs> i I'm, do too i'm the star <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say that your version of Cindy Lou Who sounds uh, oddly familiar. (laughs) At least that we know the the prude isn't based on anyone in the room. No, no, no. But, but, you know, but he, you know, he, he, he comes to to our side, you know. (laughs) So, um, you know, we, we teach him the ways. (laughs) Oh, gosh. I'm going to regret that later. (laughs) 
No, you'll have to uh, send that one by email so I can. Uh... You have it typed, right? I, I mean, do. You, yeah. You didn't write this out longhand with a quill. God, that would have taken me forever. This is a really long story. <laughs> it was much longer than I anticipated. It really was. I didn't think it was this long. Um, but no, I, I made all my scribbles. I printed it, made all my scribbles, and then I typed it just, you know, luckily I type 80 words per minute, you know, <laughs> among my many talents is I can type fucking fast. So, yes. And this is, this is what we've done for you, our uh, intrepid listeners. We uh, spent our downtime <laughs> between the episodes writing erotic children's books. <laughs> oh, God. Rewriting children's books into erotic and humorous fiction. I, I don't know what the heck you would call it, but the amount of time we've devoted parody? to parody—I don't know—is yeah, erotic parody. Yeah. yeah, the amount of time we devoted to this is uh, hysterical. <laughs> this is my gift to you. <laughs> this is our gift to the listeners. We get to hear these stories. You get to read the stories later. Yeah, yeah. I, I bet I'm going to get, I'm gonna get, you know, I, I'm sure I'm going to get people that say they like it. And then I'm going to get those people that are like, well, you could have used this line. You should have used this line. Well, you could have, yes, you know. In, in couplet 17, <laughs> you tried to rhyme beast with feet. With... <laughs> oh, gosh. There will, there will always be critics, of course. Our version is the, uh, the the people who subtly say they would like to be on the podcast while implying they would like to be on the podcast to replace one of the others. Right. <laughs> or because, you know, they could do it better. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. So, and we know how much we hate the, you, the I could do it better, the, uh, well, we actually we accused you of doing it. You totally pulled that line on Susan. Like, no, she, she did on me. Oh, she did on you. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> she totally gave you the, well, you haven't felt my tongue. <laughs> she totally. It's because you, know, you haven't had someone to do it the right way. You haven't done, I haven't done it. <laughs> that, is, that is the bane of the fetish world. When you say you're not interested in a kink, somebody always says, well, you haven't had me do it. <laughs> Get out of here with your super, super tongue, super dick, super pussy, super foot. No. <laughs> Oh, gosh. All right. So um, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, you're going to give us your version <laughs> of, wait, what was it called again? The real name? The The real name is A Visit from St. Nicholas. And you've renamed it? A Visit from St. Nicholas. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't need a new title and you'll understand why. Okay, I'm intrigued. Let's take a quick break and we'll be back. Okay, and we are back. Um, so without further further ado, we are going to listen to A Visit from St. Nick. <laughs> I'm already giggling. <laughs> I haven't even heard it yet. Yeah, are you, are you going to mute yourself, or am I just going to get giggles all the way through? <laughs> I'm, I think I'm going to hit mute now. <laughs> all right. Um, uh, 
Yes. So this is this is one of my favorite uh, stories to read is when I was a kid uh, and through adulthood. And uh, now I have mangled it and I I am about to destroy my own childhood with this. Well, you know, that's why I didn't, um, you know, I'd originally said I was going to do a nightmare before Christmas. Um the book that Tim Burton wrote is much shorter and it's, it's really, it's really sweet actually. Um, and so I started to do it and I thought, you know, I'm, this is one of my favorite stories and a lot of people, like the only people that are going to get it are really big nightmare before Christmas fans and I'm going to butcher it for them. And I, you know, so I backed so off. We, I chose this one instead, but. Yeah. So instead we each butcher one of my childhood favorites. <laughs> I didn't know the Grinch was one of your favorites until no. I'd already butchered it. <laughs> but you know, if you uh, hadn't chose that story, I never would have got to sing on the podcast. Oh well, I and then we may lose. It's all worth for, it. It's we all... may lose listeners for that, but who cares? <laughs> all right. So, without further ado, yes, a visit from Saint Nicholas, or as it's commonly known. "'Twas the night before Christmas. "'Twas the night before Christmas, when all through her home, "'not a creature was stirring. She was quite alone. "'Her stockings were flung on the top of a chair. "'With no guest for the night, she had left her legs bare. "'Nobody to visit, just her and her wine. "'She put on some music to help pass the time. "'She thought about suitors she thought that she might, "'but passed them all over for this silent night. For Christmas is special, she thought to herself. Tonight was a night for a man, not an elf. And if she could not find a a man, not a boy, she could always just open her drawer for a toy. But the wine took a hold as she sat by the fire, and soon in her chair for the night she'd retire. It wasn't quite sugar plums that danced in her head. She dreamt of her ankles tied to the bed. Her dirty mind wandered, her panties got wet. She moaned and she writhed, our nocturnal coquette. And that could have ended the tale of her night, a vivid night vision of lurid delight. But out on the lawn there arose such a clatter. She sprang from the bed to see what was the matter. Away to the window she flew like a sprite, threw open the curtains, looked out on the night. Moonlight on her breast as she gazed at the snow, she peered in great wonder at what was below. When what to her wondering eyes down there spy, but a red BMW 8 Series XI. (laughs) She peered at the car, she glimpsed just so quick, a vanity plate that spelled out Saint Nick. More rapid than eagles, he sped up the lane. He whistled and shouted on up to that dame. I've come with a gift for your Christmas, my vixen. I'm here on this night with something you've been missing. Do you think, she yelled back in a tone of dismissal. Yes, I do, he proclaimed, then let out a whistle. And then did she hear, her ears not misled, the strange sound of footsteps from over her head. As she glanced towards the fire and was turning around, Down the chimney to this suitor did come with a bound. He was dressed all in red in a fine tailored suit with a black pocket square to match his fine boot. 
and she stared at the stranger, quite frozen in shock. And her gaze made a zipper and the size of his cock. As it pressed on his trousers so rigid and taut, oh my God, I must have it, was her only real thought. But he startled her out of her lusting review as he said to her, here, I have something for you. And she looked up at him, concentration now broken. She saw in his hand that he'd brought a small token in a simple red box tied neat with a bow. It's a gift, so he said, for your legs, feet, and toe. Now intrigued with his offering, held towards her gently, she forgot for a moment his odd mode of entry. So she reached for the box with its ribbon so thin, and she opened to gaze at the treasure within. A gift most befitting a man of his ilk, a beautiful stocking of gossamer silk, with a seam down the back and a fine Cuban heel, exquisite to look on and equal to feel. I think you should try them. They're one of a kind. I had them made special with just you in mind. Oh, aren't you a charmer quite full of yourself? Oh, no, I must credit my talented elf. She giggled and looked at him with disbelief. But he winked and he grinned with a bright flash of teeth. Please just try them on once and I'm sure you'll agree that you won't find a pair that fits so perfectly. So she strode to her room, out of sight of his eyes, and she slipped the fine hosiery over her thighs, and she slid her hand down her legs to her feet. The sensation it caused made her heart start to beat. And she padded back into the room with her guest, and she wanted to tell them they were quite the best, but she opened her mouth and her voice failed to sound. As she entered the room, he was turning around. First she stared at his buttocks, then she stared at his chest. He had taken off his jacket, his tie, and his vest. Her heart beat a flutter, her cheeks all a flush. She felt oh so giddy, like a girl with a crush. Excited as she was, he was equally calm. They seemed to be perfect, he said with aplomb. But please may I feel them, they long for my touch. I'll give you a foot rub, is that asking too much? She paused for a moment, she gave it a thought. But the man had such magic, she thought that she ought. And she lounged on a chaise, and he cradled her feet. And she sighed, and she cooed, for his touch was so sweet. And he rubbed and massaged from her toe to her heel, and his touch made her moan, and his touch made her squeal. As he one at a time rubbed each soft, tender toe, she started to rouse with a warmth down below. With an arch of her back and a thrust of her hip, she pushed her first foot forward till her toe touched his lip. He gave it a kiss, and he gave it a lick, and she begged and insisted, Please suck it, St. Nick. So he parted his lips, and he drew one toe in. With her other foot, she cradled his chin. He sucked on each toe in between with his tongue, and she grasped, and he grasped the second foot after the one. He rubbed and he kissed, and he licked and he sucked 
She moaned and she cooed and she writhed and she bucked. His mouth and his tongue on her dainty soft feet. The other foot searched for his swollen thick meat. He winked his blue eye and he gave a wry grin. And all on his own, his pants fell to his shin. She no longer questions St. Nick's magic craft, just slid one silken foot up the length of his shaft. His attention increased, spurred on by her tease. He sucked on each toe, then in twos and in threes. His tongue slipped between, stretching silk oh so thin, while waves of pleasure washed over her skin. He sucked on each toe, and he nibbled each foot, but she found that her body just wouldn't stay put. She writhed and she wriggled, she bent and did rock, and then her whole body went rigid in shock. In wave after wave she started to come. He pressed on her arch with the tip of his thumb. I'm coming, I'm coming, it happened so quick. She shouted his name, I'm coming, St. Nick. She fell to the chaise, her body quite limp, and he stole a quick kiss, that devious imp. And he turned out of sight as she lie in repose. With the wink of an eye, up the chimney he rose. He sprang to his car, to his horn gave a tap, and he sped down the lane like a quick victory lap. But she heard him exclaim, ere he drove out of sight, happy coming to all and to all a good night. <laughs> oh my gosh, that was so good. <laughs> I love it. I love it. That is my new uh favorite Christmas story. <laughs> oh, that was fantastic. Uh, thank and you. it was like and it was um it was you. <laughs> it was me. I, I was don't. Like, all I don't you. Spe- I don't paint myself specifically in the role of Saint Nick. Um, oh, that was so your style. All of it, like <laughs> your I've signature never, move. I've never contemplated buying a red BMW <laughs> or wearing a red suit. Trust your. It was your signature moves, man. <laughs> oh no, no, it's very specifically. He worked from heel to toe, uh, from toe to heel. He I caught that. Two, three toes. Got it. Yeah. Okay. All right. Might have, that was fantastic. I might have drawn from a, from a place of personal knowledge. Personal experience. <laughs> oh, that was awesome. Oh. You should yeah. do more. You should definitely do more. Every holiday, we're going to do one. <laughs> oh, we're just going to now... Welcome to the new version, season two, where we do nothing but read stories on the <laughs> Oh, that was great. Uh, all right. When I, oh, when I plastered this, the, this grin off my face, I almost was kind of laughing at myself while I was reading it. I almost lost it in a couple of places. <laughs> I was trying really hard not to interrupt. <laughs> Yeah, I heard some giggles, but that's that's good. That's good. I almost and I I told you this earlier, because the cadence of the two stories we actually chose are so similar. Um, 
written at two different times by two drastically different artists. And I don't think that Seuss could have ripped off the other guy. It just happened coincidentally. They have similar cadence. I was worried at the point when I said in ones and in twos that that sounded very Seuss in. Oh, right. <laughs> there yeah. There were a couple of lines where I got a, a bit Dr. Seussy. A, a kind of a dirty Dr. Seuss. But, you know, maybe maybe that's my calling. Dirty yeah. Dr. Seuss. Dirty. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I, you know, I explained to you that I printed the story and um, it came out all weird because it's... It, <laughs> I mean, it's not the, you know, it's, it wasn't the book. I didn't have the book in front of me. I know and, exactly um, what you're saying. Cause I went to, I think it was Google docs to try to get that story along with a couple others when I was deciding what to write and the way the Google docs of um, Grinch copied, it was done in columns and it ended up, the formatting was very strange when you dropped it into word. Right. And so what even was happening, what was even happening with me was that, they came out completely out of order. So it was in, in columns and it kind of like went like, like, you know, top to bottom. And then instead of going back up, it went down to page two and then it came back up. So I had different sections sort of all over the place and I lost it for a moment and, you know, and it uh, didn't, and it didn't sort of sit with me until I typed it up. But by then, you know, I mean, we did this so fast, right? Like, yeah. we procrastinated the until the, the very last <laughs> Well, actually, I, now, now I'll um. So I finished this up last night, and I'm seven, eight times I hit save, but didn't realize. I mean, because I'm still using Microsoft, I haven't jumped over to uh, you know a MacBook where things are you know logical and intuitive. Still got stupid Microsoft. So having opened the document straight out of email. And I just hit save. I didn't like choose save as and find a place. So it ends up in that weird temporary documents hidden folder in oh, the middle of oh, nowhere. So I went yeah. back to look for it this morning and I had a freaking panic attack. But I knew that I hit save. I knew it was somewhere, but I could not. For some reason, my computer would not do a search to find it. And I was like, this yeah. has got to be somewhere. I finally, what I did was I opened it from the email again and tracked where that, like where those documents open to. Yeah. That's funny because I did it at work um, so that I could print it. Yeah. Because I have a That's printer. That's the reason why who knows, was... who knows where my printer's at right now? I think it's in my closet somewhere, you know. Um, but so I, I, types it up at work it's just easier you know it's quiet i'm alone there's no toddlers interrupting and so i or just printed it i didn't even do a spell check or anything which is why i stumbled a little bit i had some missing words some typos and shit yeah um, i had one or two there and then i try <laughs> to do one more revision before we actually publish it and um yeah and so i you know, I just printed it. And so when we were like, hey, we're ready. Okay, let's go. You know, we're getting our drinks and stuff ready to record. I couldn't find it. And I was like, holy shit. <laughs> like, what the fuck is it? But I emailed it to myself, um, you know, just to make sure that if. Oh, that's. Yeah. Yeah. So, but Way I. Before there was such a thing as Google Drive. Email to yourself <laughs> has always been the way you deal with. 
document management. Yep. Forget somewhere on my hard drive where this thing is going to save that I don't know. No, it's emailed to myself. It's right yep. there. Email's yep. been searchable. You know, I think that's why Google Drive is going to take over the world because Google's already had that taken care of. Because Google knew we all email ourselves files all the time mm-hmm. just so that we could search them. Um, you said uh, that when we're getting our drinks together, it's well, one of these days, I think... I don't know. Maybe it's not us, but it would be fun if we were, a, you know, a YouTube style podcast where people could see what we do. But we're not in the same room, but we are creatures of this weird habit. So whenever I'm recording, sitting next to me is this little tray. And on this tray is always the same thing. Two bottles of water. I'll usually finish one and barely crack into the second. Hopefully the audience doesn't hear me slurping through the entire show. <laughs> But I do catch a little bit of that. <laughs> I think it's. I think this time because the coffee is iced, you're hearing the uh, the ice rattle. So, okay, so so two bottles of water, beverage, two bottles of water, a coffee beverage. In this case, it's been an iced coffee. Okay, and sip, sip loudly for the audience this time <laughs> because I'm doing it. And then on the other side of it, there's always an alcoholic beverage, either gin and tonic or tonight is a beer. Yeah, beer. Cheers. All right. Okay. What kind of beer? <laughs> um, oh, I picked up something in- uh, not unheard of. Um, interesting because it's kind of wicked old school. Uh, Polaner München, which uh, hopefully some of our German audience appreciate that I didn't say Munich. Properly pronounced München. Polaner München Lager. Um, this is a brewery, one of my favorite breweries, but it's been in a... Um, one of two breweries in Germany that have been operational since the 17th century. Uh, that one in Francis Connor. They both have monks on the bottle. So it's very easy to confuse the two, but you couldn't go wrong with either. And now we're a beer review show. What, what that, I was about to say that you should probably start a beer podcast because you know so much. I mean, I know that my husband drinks Guinness. <laughs> Good man. He likes stouts. And so when I go to, you know, the local like Trader Joe's or wherever I'm going where they have like artisanal beers and shit, I look for the darkest. Wait, wait, wait. wait. <laughs> okay. right. Craft beers. Craft. Artisanal cheese. Artisanal meat platter. <laughs> oh, God. All right. You're, you know you're what? Trader Joe's slash. Um, Slash Whole Foods. There's artisanal. (laughs) (laughs) And clearly, I should not have had that shot of vodka. Vodka, which I can't even fucking say. (laughs) No, clearly you need to. I mean, we've been doing this for uh, episodes now. Um, and I think. We do a good job hiding the jitters by the fact that we're always laughing because we're always having a good time. And, you know, this is born out of you and I would have these conversations on my lunch hour. Right. Yeah. So we kind of have, but, you know, setting up here and and trying to have a topic or something that there is, there's some jitters. So, yeah, one of the reasons there's a coffee because sometimes we're recording it, you know, 1 a.m. my time, depending on when our schedules. And there's a, a drink because, yeah, you need to take the edge off a little bit before yeah. we do this. You really I, do. Um, I had, um, I mean, I have a, a bang 
uh, rainbow unicorn bang. Um, I, I don't, am familiar. I don't it like. It tastes to... <laughs> sort of like cotton candy it and does. kerosene. I, I don't like to drink. Um, I'm a loud drinker. I swallow hard. Um, <clears throat> so um, I try not to have too many drinks. So I have a drink next to me just in case I get a little coughing fit or something. But I try not to. Um, so I took a shot of um, the Rocks Vodka, whose name completely escapes me right now. Um, Isn't it interesting, though, that these celebrities who come out with their their drinks, they're actually coming out with better liquor than has been out there on the market forever. Um, I'm a huge fan of Ryan Reynolds gin called Aviation. I don't remember. I know the rock has the vodka. I don't remember what um, it's called. um, It's um, uh, Terramana. Terramana. Yeah. um, I think Terramana. Yeah, it sounds right. Dan Aykroyd has had his Crystal Skull vodka forever. And I'm not a vodka drinker, but I've heard it's good. Um, and maybe it's because the the celebrities coming in, they just, they're not really the distillers. They're just oh, and you know what? finding Wait. somebody to make it for them, doing the taste testing and making sure it meets what they like. Let me just go back a little bit. It's not vodka. It's tequila. That makes more sense, <laughs> especially based on the name. Although the rock isn't Hispanic, the rock is Maori and Hawaiian. So right. you know, he could he could be distilling anything. Yeah, no, it it's I say it's vodka because it's white. I mean, it's clear, but it's it's not. It's a tequila, and it is. I'm not a fan of tequila. I do not like tequila, but you, you his, don't like tequila. But you've said, and it's not just in this episode where I think you're being paid by the amount of times you say tequila. <laughs> um, you've brought up tequila in seven of our like eleven episodes. Uh, because, but you're I, not a big tequila drinker. Only the the Terramana tequila. I prefer vodka. Like my go-to. Well, no, no. Let's 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 get this right. My go-to drink is whiskey. But I, okay. ca- I, I can't shoot whiskey, like just straight. Um, it's really hard on my tummy. And um, I prefer vodka. Yeah. People who say tummy can't shoot whiskey. <laughs> listen. The, the proper phrasing of that is it hits my gut like a box of rocks. Listen here. <laughs> That's a whiskey drinker statement. Unless it's with a, well, and then I like it with a pickle juice chasers oh so. you're a pickleback drinker yeah 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 mm-hmm. i have still yet to do that so um and oh, i don't wait. even like pickles i don't even like pickles it's fucking delicious but so um i prefer and then and vodka is just easier on my system so i don't get an upset stomach and i'm not hung over the next day i don't get headaches or none of that um Tequila, now, just your, like, fucking cheap-ass salsa tequila or whatever, it's almost instant vomit. Like, I just can't oh, handle yeah. it. I, I just... I can't do tequila anymore. Um, I can barely do a weak margarita, like a yeah. gin margarita is about as... And I, I won't. Why bother? I'll just drink, like, a gin and tonic. Uh, I'll be the guy in the Mexican restaurant drinking gin and tonic. I'm I, okay with that. I'm not a big fan um, of gin. I'm not just... I was not a big fan of gin until I turned 40. Uh, congratulations. The audience just found out that I'm old. Or at least <laughs> older than 40. Um, yeah. So, so I'm sorry. Uh, one of my, um, our, our next guest, in fact, will, uh, will call me out on, on my prior saying I've never done a pickle back, but we did. And I, she can correct me on this. If, if we remember 
I believe we did tequila picklebacks. I've never, still never done a traditional Irish whiskey and pickle juice pickleback, but we did try it. I want to say with a tequila, like jalapeno tequila with a, with a pickle juice back. Well, that's just weird. <laughs> it worked. <laughs> it totally worked. I am really excited to have our next guest on, actually. And I'm a little bit nervous because unlike with all of our other guests, I, um, I'm more concerned about how it goes. <laughs> and that's just for personal reasons. <laughs> the stakes are high. We're ending, yeah. we're ending the year on the podcast that could make or break us. That's right. Uh, it's not going to make or break us. <laughs> and by us, I meant, I don't mean the podcast. I mean me and you. Oh. <laughs> this, is, this is sounding, I don't know what this is sounding. This I know. is sounding like something I don't have an adjective for. It's just a very important person. I think it's an important person to you. And so it's going to be a very important person to me. So I'm really excited. So I hope that um, well, everyone tunes I will tell in. You this. Just before we recorded, I had actually shot our guest a message. Uh, and the response I got was, all right, awesome. Have a good show. Talk to you after. And tell any I said hi. Aww. So got to relay that one right on the air. <laughs> well, thank you. I appreciate that. So, yeah, I hope everyone uh, tunes in to our last episode of the year, which will end season one because we have to do podcasts in seasons. And uh, I'm not we sure. We don't make this rule. Um, our Our host makes this rule. Seasons are required. And. Although we could have just kept going and, you know, eventually had like season one, episode 247. <laughs> uh, we decided that we'll just end it at the calendar year. And season one will be 12 episodes long and season two, potentially 52, 52. episodes long. If we, <laughs> if we don't ever take a break, um, you know, we're not taking a break at Christmas, we're not taking a break for New Year's Eve. So, yeah. Yeah. You know, we're, we're going for the, uh, we want to be the, oh, God. What's his name? Uh, the, the, the famously the 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 um the musician they said uh he did 300 shows a year i have no idea what, who we're talking about oh god famous hard-working musician well kinda that's you know soul mode soul motown <laughs> uh you know kind of short guy it threw the cape off when he uh James Brown. James oh, Brown. I was like, Elvis? <laughs> no, no. I just, sorry. I had the mental image of him coming out and tossing off the cape and then just like, yeah, we want to be the James Brown of podcasts, 52 shows a year, never stop working. We'll I think, burn out I think what we're going to do differently in season two is we may have um, guest hosts. You keep um, saying this, like you're going to disappear all the time. <laughs> I can scramble to find a guest host. What if I'm sick of you? And I'm like, you know what? I don't feel like talking if to you this week. If you're sick of me, then we don't have a podcast <laughs> What if you're sick of me? What if you're like, I don't feel like talking to this bitch today? You know, 
Although the chances of that happening are really slim because we've had these conversations for, for the last four years. Um, exactly. For the first couple of them, it was mostly, you know, uh, text or whatever, DMing, I guess. And then but it we was, still... where did you get my phone number? And then it was, how do you know what I'm eating? <laughs> Who are your spies? <laughs> and you stalked me. I didn't stalk you. That's... I still... <laughs> I'm just kidding. I didn't stalk you. You demanded my address and you mailed me something. It's kind of hard, kind of easy for me to know where you are from the return address. I totally did. I was like, all right, what's your address? I'm like, what are you coming over? She's like, no, socks. I was like, I'll be there in five minutes. I was like, I'm downstairs. (laughs) Yeah, needless to say, we would be in a completely different place right now if that would have happened. So... All right. Well, then, I think that we've wrapped up our uh, holiday special. Yes. Uh, I think we'll wish everybody uh, very happy holidays. Um, we'll be next with you after Christmas and just before New Year's Eve. Um, we're happy that you are spending part of your Christmas holidays listening to us or the middle of the summer of 2022 catching up on old episodes. <laughs> Whatever works for you. And maybe it's Christmas of, you know, 2023. <laughs> By and then. You know, greetings from the past. And we are so happy you all survived COVID. All seven of you. <laughs> but yes, everyone, uh, you know, um, thank you so much for um, continuing to tune in. Our listener count just keeps growing. And um, we appreciate um, you guys tuning in and laughing with us. And we love the feedback. I love to see messages in my DM um, where people respond to questions on our podcast or um, give us bits of information or their version on something. It it, it is really great. And I think that's really one of the only times that I welcome so many DMs, uh, so many messages. Um. And so, um, you know, Merry Christmas, Happy Christmas, Happy Holidays, Happy Time, getting drunk at the bar by yourself, hopefully not with too many people around um, or with your families, however you celebrate it or spend your time this week. I hope that you are happy. (laughs) Uh, All I can do is say ditto. Uh, Thank you for letting us be part of your holidays. Uh, We hope you enjoyed our little gift to you <laughs> and for those of you masturbating to our voices right now you're welcome very welcome <laughs>